yeah, you're, you're not going to lose a hundred if that's the case. So uh, that's, that is optimism, baby in Kansas city. That is optimism. Welcome back to Royals Weekly. I am your host, Marcus Mead, and joining me as always, a man who has never been accused of bringing denoise or bringing defunct, my brother Mike. First off, that is a bold-faced lie. We know that any dance party, block party, uh, any other kind of a party is all me, all right? I, I, I keep a bag full of noise and a trunk full of funk, all right? So we're just, we're, I'm killing it here, all right? Yeah, trunk full of funk. That was your nickname back in uh, when you were serving time back in uh, back at Sing Sing, wasn't it? Trunk full of funk. <laughs> uh, I got to tip tip the cap on that one to you. That's a good one. Uh, anyway, um, thank you for joining us. This is our third bonus episode coming uh, recorded from Surprise, Arizona. Actually, we're in Sun City, Arizona, but this is a bonus episode we're doing down here in spring training, coming to you every single day we're down here to give you a live report of what's taking place with the Royals as we see it. Sometimes we're out in the backfields watching the minor leaguers. Sometimes we're, we're always going to the games when we're here. So we have a little bit to report today. We did not go to the backfields today, but we did attend the game. And so we were going to talk a little bit about it. And then we're going to open up and talk a little bit more about whether or not what we're seeing from the Kansas City Royals is real. Is this going to translate? Like, they're what, 12 and 2 now? Are they going to win 150 games this year, I think is the question we have to ask. Because that's roughly the same pace, right? I mean, that seems doable. Um but anyway, we'll start with what we saw in today's spring training game. We got a chance to see. We came into today wanting to see a few players. If you listen to epi- yesterday's episode, you know that we came into today wanting to look at Chris Bubich, Jason or Jason Isbell. I'd love to look at Jason Isbell too, but uh, uh, Kyle Isbell. Uh, who are the others? Samad Taylor and Tyler Gentry. Yeah, yeah. And so we got to look at all of those guys. Those guys all started today's game. Bubich st- started on the mound. Gentry, Taylor, and uh, Isbell all started in the lineup. Mike, what did you take away from those guys' performance today, especially Chris Bubich, who we got to see pitch? I was actually pretty impressed with Chris, Chris Bubich. Um, we were able to see him use what looked like his slider a little bit, and he got some swing and miss, uh, So, which was good to see. He got some swing and miss on his fastball, which is not something we often see. It looked like maybe he was throwing it that a tick harder as well. Now, spring training you know, radar guns are a little, yeah, but, uh, but you know, he, he looked, he looked pretty good. Now there, there was one at bat that's sticking out in my mind where he got a guy down two strikes and you know, the kind of the, the book in the past is, well, when Bubich has two strikes on you, he's throwing the change up. So you can just look for the change up. And that's exactly what happened. And the guy drilled a, I think a single into, into left field. But, um, overall, I thought he I thought he did really well. I was very happy with how uh, Bubich did and actually how several of those guys did. So it was a good day for a lot of Royals out there. Yeah, it's interesting to me that Bubich is keeping that fifth starter conversation a little bit interesting because right now if somebody sort of penciled in who's the who, who are the, the starting rotation, obviously Singer, obviously Granky, obviously Lyles. And then I think Brad Keller's probably done enough to sort of be penciled in there. And most people would give that fifth spot to Daniel Lynch, I think, at this point. But Chris Bubich is keeping it somewhat interesting. He's a little behind those guys because he started spring training a little late because of the shoulder issue. But if he comes out and pitches really well, who knows? Maybe he goes to extended spring training. 
and then is able to come in at some point. Who, who knows exactly how it all shakes out? It's really tough to know at this point, but he's keeping it interesting by pitching well when he gets his opportunity to pitch, by using that slider, by having a fastball that looks like it's capable of getting whiffs on it. And so those are things that Chris Brubich really needs to do. We know he's got major league experience. We know we've seen impressive stretches from him in the past. If he can be more consistent, if he can have a slightly better arsenal and uh, add that slider into his uh, repertoire, I think you could talk about somebody who could be a serviceable back end guy for them moving into the regular season. So it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out as the rest of spring training goes. And as we get into the regular season, of course, the five guys who start in the rotation are not the five guys who are going to make every start throughout the season. So I think no matter what, and barring some sort of injury, Chris Bubich will make starts this year for the Kansas city Royals and probably quite a few of them. Um, Another guy I was interested to see today was Tyler Gentry. And I know I'm big on him. And so I want to talk about him all the time. Uh, but I was interested because he got a chance to start today. I told you yes in yesterday's episode, he isn't looking super comfortable right now. He doesn't look like he's in a groove. Well, today he comes out, he takes a walk. He lines a double into the uh, left center field gap. It looks like he might be starting to turn it around. Mike, is there anything about you saw about Tyler Gentry today or in the last few days that really has uh, stood out to you about how he's at the, how he's looking at the plate? Uh, it was good to see him take the walk. That that really tells me that even if you're not, even if you're not squaring balls up as much as you want to, which I still don't think he is, by the way, because even the 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 double that he hit today, it wasn't charged into the gap. It didn't get to the wall or anything. Um, but I, I even if he's not doing that, those walks tell me okay, his approach hasn't changed. He's not pressing. He's just not maybe squaring up balls the way that he'd like to. So that's positive to see because you want hitters when they're not at their best to still be producing for you. And he was able to do that today. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not off of Tyler Gentry or anything like that. Uh, he's looked good or he looked good today. And so, yeah, I'm hoping that he continue. I, I'm hoping we can continue to get to see him uh, just because I know sometimes guys can get lost in the shuffle as these guys get back from the WBC and stuff. So um, I'm hoping that we still get to see a lot more of Tyler Gentry in the next couple weeks yeah and then moving beyond that you'll get to see a lot of them in omaha i imagine this year and so yeah yeah tyler gentry is uh is right on the doorstep of a major league debut now he probably has another 200 to 250 plate appearances in omaha to get but you know one of the things that i'm sort of thinking about as i watch him now is the plane of his swing and maybe if it hasn't gotten a little bit too flat and a little too line drivey and he's not necessarily hitting the ball in the air with enough with as much loft as you might expect he is more of a line drive hitter he is a guy who's going to have more average than power and that sort of thing but uh yeah you're right he has he didn't square that one up necessarily today as hard as he can he's not hitting the ball with as much power because it doesn't look like maybe his timing is right right yet or maybe his swing is exactly where he wants it to be and that's fine you know he still has a couple weeks to get it going before the regular season and starts. I think he had no chance of making the major league team anyway. Um, and so as long as he can get where he needs to be before the triple A season starts, I'd love to see him get off to a hot start and really put together an excellent um, season in triple A and, and, you know, force the Royals hand or at least give them another option. If an injury happens or if some guys aren't performing the way that they'd like them to uh, at the major league level. You, I know, wanted to take a look at Samad Taylor, and he got a chance to start today, played at second base. It was a real interesting array of uh, pit positions for people. Matt Duffy played short today. Nate Eaton played third and then Samad Taylor played second. What'd you think of Samad Taylor? Not just at second, but uh, hitting in, in the batter's box as well. Uh, he looked pretty good. I know, I know he had a bloop single. I think he had a, he stole second base at one point. Oh my gosh. He stole second base. It was wild. And it's what you're going to see with the new rule. You really got to see it with Samad Taylor on first today because 
the pitcher made an early throw over. I think it might have been before he even threw a pitch. And then Samad Taylor on the next one basically just walked off. Like he got his lead. And then before the pitcher even started his delivery, he just starts walking towards second, getting ready to run. And it was like, okay, he's, he's going. And uh, he made it. So it was cool. Uh, but no, he played, he played a good game. Like you could really tell he brings some energy on the base path. <clears throat> he brings some energy in the in, infield. And I think he knows what he's doing with the bat. So um, I, I've been wholly impressed with him in this spring. I really thought when we got him last year, I thought, well, you know, he's kind of a throw in, maybe he's a four a kind of guy, but I think he, you know, he's a, I think he's a, a solid option for utility player uh, down the road. Or if, you know, somebody in a trade needs, you know, once, once a reliable utility guy thrown in, I think it's some odd tailors, a guy you could include in that. Yeah. The big key for him, of course, is just staying healthy. I think if we get a chance to see him, you know, get a 200 to 250 plate appearances to start the year in AAA where he's healthy, where he's being energetic, where he's running the bases, where he's playing multiple positions. I think we're going to be fairly impressed with what Samad Taylor has to offer. He also walked today, showed a little plate discipline and some patience there. So he had a who's on base twice with a walk and a hit. And anytime you're Samad Taylor being on the base path is only a positive because you can run. He can run quite well. And so uh, getting a chance to see that from him, getting a chance to see the energy that he brings to the team is really fun. I love those type of guys. A lot of Royals fans do, but it just brings a lot of excitement to the game and, and is a useful piece if you can play multiple positions well. And so that was, that was nice to see as well. Was there anyone else, Mike, who stood out from the game that you thought, Oh yeah, we should really talk about that guy. I I mentioned him to you today during the game. Logan Porter really impressed me. I have, before this spring training, I had never seen Logan Porter play. I had heard who he was and I kind of knew a little bit about him, but he was impressive today. He caught, he started the game at catcher today and I thought he caught a great game. I thought he, he got a, a hit and a walk. Um, his hit was, a I mean, he, he almost got thrown out at first, but it's because he hit a line drive so hard into the mound that it like stopped all its momentum. <laughs> um, like I've, I've just been really impressed with Logan Porter throughout spring training and so he's the guy that that is interesting to me and i was it him you were talking about the other day when you said oh he will for sure someday play in major league baseball yeah i, I think that's what you said and he i i think i agree with you i really do i think he's 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 good i i think he's a good player and so yeah he he impressed me today uh matt Beatty had a great day honestly I, I don't expect a lot from him but he did have a great day today uh royals hitters today really spread it around they hit a lot so uh, it was good to see uh, that stadium is not great. I will say that <laughs> if you're wanting a, a spring training away game to attend, maybe skip Milwaukee's stadium. OK, um, but yeah, it was it was a, a good game for a lot of different guys. Uh, Logan Porter would be the one I, I really need to mention. Yeah, Porter, I, I think he definitely will play in Major League Baseball. I mean, they talked about how he was almost taken. That People thought he might get taken in the Rule 5 draft this year. He is a slightly older prospect, but it's not because he didn't do well at any level. It's because kind of circumstances aligned to like slow him down through the minor leagues, and one of them being COVID, of course. And so... You know, he's just a guy who has done well offensively at basically every level he's been at. He's plays both catcher and first base, but he's not so good defensively as a catcher that somebody's like, oh, we got to we could put him in the major leagues right now. And he's but he's not and he's not so good with the bat. They're like, he must play in the majors right now. And so he's just the type of guy who will eventually get a chance to play in the major leagues to see if that hit hit tool and if he'll do well enough offensively to make up for the fact that he's not an elite defensive catcher. He'll get a chance at some point. Right. Um, and so 
whether it's with the Royals or whether some other team sort of picks him up and gives him a chance as a long shot guy who, because he's going to put up numbers when he gets to AAA, whether it be this year or next year or whatever, at some point he's going to put up some numbers in AAA and a team's going to give him a shot in the major leagues, uh, whether it's the Royals or some other team, you know, think about it like Frank Schwindel. Like he's one of those types of guys. And, and here's the thing that's always interesting to think about when you get a new kind of GM and a new coaching staff and all that sort of stuff. Sometimes they end up liking guys better than the last regime did. And Logan Porter has played a ton in this spring training. And so maybe they look at Logan Porter and say, Hey, we like him a little bit. We're going to take a look at him, you know? And if he doesn't, you know, impress anybody in the Royals organization, maybe he's impressing somebody else from another organization, you know? And so I, uh, I, 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 I live like what I've seen. I'm a Logan Porter fan. I'm a Logan Porter fan. All right. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mike's a Logan Porter stalker or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where that goes, but <laughs> just re- registering a domain named Logan Porter How do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I want to open up a question to, those are some of the players that stood out to us today, but I'm going to open up a question. What, another thing that stood out to me today is the ease with which it seemed like the Royals won that game. <laughs> Like it just, it was never really competitive. They put four or five up in the first inning and that or four, maybe four in the first inning, one in the four second. In the first, yeah. At no point after that was I concerned that they were going to lose. Like, and so I want to talk about this really hot start that they're on. We know that winning in spring training means nothing. Like there is no actual cactus league champion crown. Actually, maybe there, I don't even know. That's how irrelevant it is. Maybe they actually do crown a champion and I just don't even know, but Nobody cares if you win the most games in the Cactus League. And most of the research suggests that winning in the Cactus League has virtually no, no, uh, is not an indicator in any way as to what takes place during the regular season. Mike, should Royals fans be looking at this 12 and 2 record, this hot start in the Cactus League, and be getting hopeful that the Royals are going to actually do something record wise in 2023? Uh, Lesky actually put something out about this. Uh, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but he, uh, yeah, can you guys hear the train? I'm outside again. There goes the train. Hey, train. Um, but Lesky put something out about this, and it, there was actually a small correlation between teams that did really well in the Cactus League and teams that at least made the playoffs and so the, or had, had winning records. Like the correlation goes up when it's like have a winning record. It, it goes down a little bit when it's make the playoffs. It goes down even more, you know, as you, the better a team does. But um, I... I I think what you look at is what things can you carry over to the regular season? You can carry over. They're taking really good at bats that carries over, you know, or it can carry over. They're not walking a ton of guys that can carry over. And so not that it will necessarily, but those are things to hold on to and be hopeful for. Like you're hoping, Hey, they take at bats like they did in the spring. You're hoping they don't walk guys like they did in the spring. You know, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to, but it certainly provides hope, you know, and, and you and I kind of talked about it. The Royals really need a decent April. We have been, just been crushed early in season so many times that it would be such a refreshing thing to have a good Cactus League and then come out and perform well in April. If you don't, you know, if you slide off in the second half or whatever, even May's a little bit of a struggle or whatever, that's okay. But we need a strong April and, you know, uh, 500 May, and, and that would be great to me. Uh, but, no, I, I think you can look at it and say, okay, especially when you look at a game like today, the Brewers are playing quite a few of their guys. We were playing one guy that's probably going to start for this team besides the pitcher, you know. 
and and you know with the, we shellacked them it wasn't it wasn't close it wasn't a ball game um and so yeah i think it is something you can take a look at and be hopeful for yeah, I do too. And I like that you point out that there are things that should at least set some expectations, right? And those things aren't necessarily wins and losses, but should we be having a set expectation for strikeout to walk ratio? I think so, right? Should we be having a certain expectation about strikeout percentage and walk percentage? I think so. How about walk percentage for hitters? I think so. How about, I mean, and if you want to look just more sort of subjectively, the quality of plate appearances is a good one. The quality of infield, which has been so much better this spring training, the quality of fielding generally has been so much better this spring training. I think those are sorts of things that you can look at and say, that is what I expect in April when the games get real. You know, that is what I expect when things change. You know, I think one of the things that we can say is like, if they get off to that hot start, and it's on the back of a really hot spring training, that get, at least gives the fan base a chance to get excited about the Kansas City Royals in Kansas City again, which we can, we've can seen what this city will be when people are interested in the Royals. It's a much more fruitful experience. It's a much more fun experience out at the ballgame. And, and so I'm really hoping for that hot start. I'm really hoping it does translate in the ways that we think it can. And honestly, I'm starting to get hopeful. Am I, am I revising my projections, although I haven't put them out yet? Am I thinking, okay, they're going to win 90 games? No, I'm not. I still think that there's a lot of stuff that has to go right in order for them to do anything like climb close to 500 or anything like that. But this spring training has certainly opened my eyes to what, how much talent existed on this team. I mean, I thought to myself, I think this team has a lot of talent if they just get the right coaching. And now I'm like, wow, they may have even more talent than I thought. Uh, you know, it was all just waiting there to be tapped because you see how much better guys like Lynch and Bubich and Keller and all these guys are. It's really night and day. So the, I think the expectations can be set a little bit based on the spring training. I, I have a question for you, actually. So with what you've seen so far in spring, where would you put them as in terms of like, let's just say ERA as a, as a metric here, uh, like ERA in the league, would you say they are a top 20 team in that at this point? Cause at this point, because I think before the season started, I said, I wouldn't expect them to be in the top 20 at all. For the, for I would the whole expect pitching them to be staff? in the bottom 10. For the whole pitching yeah. staff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll put them in the top 20. And do you think top half for the offense and runs runs yeah. per game? Yeah, I do. Honestly, like I thought you they might. So? I thought they might get that before this before spring training even started, because you know you're talking about you know. All right, what about top ten? Top ten is harder for me. I think they'll be right around there. I think it'll be somewhere between like nine and twelve for them offensively. Uh, in terms of ERA, that's just well, such a shot in the dark. But I think top twenty makes sense there. And honestly, if if we're going by what's taken place this spring, you would be like, they're going to be a top 10 pitching staff, but you can't be that. I mean, that just seems like overly dramatic as a, as a place to start. And so I'm like, okay, I'll put them in the top 20. Maybe they'll finish somewhere between 15 and 20 and we'll be happy with that. But if you have a top 20, you know, your ERA as a team is top 20 and your offense as a team is between nine and 12, you're going to win. You're going to win ball games. You're going to win quite a few ball games. You're going to win some ball games. You know? Yeah. uh, yeah, You're you're not going to lose a hundred. If that's the case. So uh, that's that is optimism, baby. In Kansas City, that is optimism. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to get a little, another dose of optimism, hopefully tomorrow. We're going back out to the game for tomorrow. It'll be our final game here in spring training. You will also get what? So this will this will post tomorrow and then you'll get one more bonus episode from us on Monday morning. Uh, but that'll just be like a regular episode. So we'll record an entire regular episode. Hopefully uh, we'll see how technology goes and 
if people were, we're dropping like flies down here. Uh, Everybody so, in this house is sick. Yeah. Everybody. So yeah. I'm the only one who hasn't gotten it yet. And I'm just sort of like, mm. you know, uh, so, but if I go down, this whole ship is sinking. This whole uh, podcasting ship oh. is hosted by myself. Let's do it. He doesn't know how to edit welcome, it. He doesn't know how to post welcome it. Welcome to he Royals Weekly. To, he doesn't even know how to I'm get I'm your it. host. <laughs> is this thing on? Know. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen and we can get you a regular episode Monday morning. But tomorrow we'll go back out for our final game at spring training. Mike, what do you want to see from the team coming out tomorrow? Hey, Daniel Lynch is pitching tomorrow. That's what I want to see. Uh, it's all about Daniel Lynch tomorrow. You know, I, I, yes, I want to see Tyler Gentry play again. Nick Prado kind of struggled today. I'd like to see him have a better day at the plate, especially he did some okay thing. He actually made a pretty good play in right field today. He played in right some and, uh, but he, he struggled today at the plate. So I'd like to see Nick Prado turn it around. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. Tyler Tobel. So always fun to watch. So if he gets in, I'll be excited to see him and my boy, Logan Porter. All right. Well, that sounds like something to look out for. I'll be watching Gentry as well. And of course, Daniel Lynch is really important. And what I want to see from Lynch is basically what's his pitch mix look like? How is he trying to use that fastball? And then, you know, what's his slider look like? I'll be interested in that too. But um, is there differentiation between that slider and that curveball now? That'll be all something interesting to look at. But uh, and we'll we'll be back one more time uh, to Monday. Uh, we'll be out at the game again tomorrow. That'll be our final one here in spring training. Thank you so much for tuning into these. I really appreciate it. Um, But we'll see you again here soon. Until then, be good to each other. And let's go Royals.